0: You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland, with Saya, Anissa, and Boroma. Hi, I'm Anissa. In this episode, we talk briefly about K-drama-related news stories and then move on to a discussion of primetime K-dramas, premiering in the coming month. As usual, we talk big about watching more shows than we can realistically manage. Check out our website, dramasoverflowers.net, for regular features such as upcoming K-dramas with summaries and trailers, the weekend drama report with our weekly updates on what we're watching, as well as drama reviews, editorial pieces, and more. We're a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to help, you can share our episodes on fan sites and social media, talk about the podcast to your drama-loving friends, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform you use to listen to us. And we love to hear your thoughts and ideas, so get in touch. You can comment on our website or YouTube, find us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore podcast, tweet at us at dramasoverflow, or email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. Thanks to all of our listeners who support us in so many ways, and to our patrons who make these episodes possible. You can find news and updates about the podcast on our Patreon page at patreon.com dramasoverflowers. We're really close to reaching our next goal, which we plan to celebrate by doing an exclusive live stream as a special thank you to our patrons. And now, let's dive into what's been happening in DramaLand and what we're excited to watch next.
1: Hi hey everyone. This is Saya. This is Anisa.
2: And this is Boromar.
1: And we're back with What's Up in Dramaland and it's a packed uh, July coming up. How's your month been so far?
2: My month's been... Uh, I've had... <laughs> oh wow, I don't know when, where to start. For one thing, it's been packed with work, which is good, I suppose. But on the other hand, it's been one of those months where things keep happening. Uh, we had a cyclone last month, which left my city a bit shook. Uh, and. There, there used to be a massive tree in front of my house. It crushed, I think, three cars on its way down. <laughs> so a lot of stuff happened. The uh, like the post cyclone cleanup period was like, it took weeks, and we had like this entire this huge section this glass section on the side of our house that was broken and we had to get that repaired. So basically we've had like workmen and crew coming in and out of our house and I am kind of like low key panicking because there are so many people coming into the house and I have no control over this and after months of isolation this just seems like we are inviting in trouble but we can't live in a house with broken glasses either. So yeah, fun. Not Oh, that sounds (laughs) rough. Hopefully
0: everything will be okay. Yeah, we've just kind of been Staying home and in a weird timeline because my dad works all night and he goes to sleep like at six in the morning every day because he's working oh. on Malaysia time. And we don't know when he's going to be able to go back. So things are just kind of in flux and kind of in stasis in a weird way. But other than
2: that, doing okay. So you guys ready for July to start? Yeah. Okay. Let's get July started. So
1: you guys, um, I think, managed to save yourselves from a Backstreet Rookie. But uh I didn't.
2: Thanks, Dude. Because warning. I like
1: <laughs> But you know, the ironic thing is I I went into it completely uncynically. I genuinely wanted to enjoy it. I made it through melting me softly, okay. And you know, that's because I don't know if this suits the yak more, but I mean it's it's more relevant and timely right now, so this is why we're talking about it. That I because I like Dichangok I mean I like Hila, okay. That's kind of uh, the the synonymous they're becoming unsynonymous, but they were originally synonymous. As in, I like Healer, I like juchang yeah. They are rapidly unsynonymizing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And like, I really like Kim Yo-jong, and I just thought, you know, well, I like both of them. I'm willing to give it a chance, especially because I have sat through bad Chang dramas. And I began uh, Kim yo Jung drama that I didn't enjoy. And, you know, the director has uh, had a reasonable sort of reputation for the drama. Uh, was it Fiery Priest that he did, which I yeah. didn't watch, but I heard a lot about?
2: It wasn't bad. I watched about half of it and I quite enjoyed it.
1: Right. So you're like, it, it doesn't have to be bad, but this is without me actually being familiar with the content of the source material, which I later found out was basically soft porn. That's not the issue here. Oh. So <laughs> the point was, um, I'm we've written... I mean, I've, I had a little Twitter meltdown about uh, the show, so if anyone wants to see it, you can find the link in the description. It just was. It. What's the opposite of exceeding? It exceed. I mean, I guess it. It exceeded my expectations in the opposite direction to to what I expected. Um. So we had. It's been talked about at length at this point, but there there were two issues. I mean, the first one was the one that everyone's been talking about for months, which is the age gap casting. Uh, and the second issue was the character who. I mean, people are saying, I just did a little bit of reading before we started, um, because initially to me that came off as straight up blackface. People are saying he's not actually, that character is not meant to actually be black, he's just meant to be styling um, as black which i don't know if that's the right way of putting it but I don't still to say appropriation. It. i'm
2: not sure how yeah i goes. mean
1: that, yeah that's the thing both both are a problem so whether it's blackface i mean do we even need to explain why blackface is a problem i mean we actually do and we're going to so that's something <laughs> that we we've got planned um we just need to we need to sort of figure out how we're going to do this so listeners please look forward to that but yeah if it were bl- uh, blackface then that's a very clear problem and if it were not that but it was adopting that style that also is a problem though of a slightly different kind which is the appropriation issue have you guys been following any of the discussion that's come up since then
2: yeah
0: i have but i haven't checked out the domestic korean reaction which is i think what you um looked into right i've just been looking at international reactions which have been pretty much mostly along the line of what we've been discussing in terms of Extreme displeasure and shock and unpleasantness.
2: I do plan on checking out at least the first episode because I completely trust the sources of criticism. Like, if Sarah tells me that something is problematic, I know that she has thought this through, and what she's telling me is a well-considered point of view. But I find myself be- being unable to participate in the discussion without having actually watched the episode. So I might actually have to... I feel the same way. Yeah. I actually mm. have to uh, go through the episode,
1: at least. Yeah, the first one. I was so shocked. I had, s- <laughs> like... I mean, you talk about it afterwards, and you're like, I had a strong negative reaction. In the actual moment... Yeah. It, like, it did not in a million years think that that was what was going to happen. And the whole, like, the scene itself was kind of gross, because Ew. it just was, because of the type of character that he was. But, like... There were, and I've described this um, in, in the Twitter thread, and I probably have uh, mentioned it to you guys as well. Is that uh, the character he has dreads, and at one point, like in in the very first, like I don't know, maybe the first minute of his introduction, he picks a fly out of his dreads, and you're like, "Are you yeah. just speechless?" Yeah. Dreadlocks are absolutely dirty.
2: <laughs> Speechless. <That just laughs> Yeah. i mean you
1: don't you don't even need to be sort of conversant in the language of like racial aggression and all of these uh, like in that whole area to be offended by that. it's just uh oh, it was it was an interesting time
2: yeah
1: and the the thing the reason. I guess we don't want to go too deeply into that right now, but like we the reason
2: on a different
1: episode, Yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> but very briefly yeah. part of the reason why it's um, not acceptable to say, Oh, well, you know, homogenous society, blah, blah, blah. Is that because, I mean, people do know you just have to want to, do the research it's like oftentimes like so much it comes down to just doing a little bit of research and just being a little bit sensitive to the fact that hey people are people you don't need to have like a degree in um what do you need a degree in anissa critical race theory (laughs) right (laughs) you don't need to be an academic or an expert to have a, a a an instinctive negative reaction to seeing certain people portrayed in an obviously pejorative way.
0: Yeah. And this is not um, Korea's first blackface scandal. This thing happens like every year or two with alarming regularity. And there's always a big, you know, brouhaha, and then they apologize. So it's like, it's very disingenuous for people to be like, oh, well, like, they didn't know. And sure. also, to be fair, I mean, we're talking about Korean entertainment,
1: so we're talking about Korea. It's not only Korea. This happens across media, across the world. Just, just yeah. to be really clear about that.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, we will definitely talk about this in more depth. There's a lot to discuss, and we recognize that there's a lot of depth to this topic. And so we are planning to address it properly. Um, you can also email us with your thoughts and let us know and we might be able to incorporate that into the episode so please do send us your feedback and we've really enjoyed the feedback that people have sent so far but for now could you just tell us a little bit about the domestic reaction to this because I've only seen the international backlash
1: so I was just uh, just before we started um, I had a quick look into it and I was interested to find out that domestically, it had received a lot of complaints as well. The opening episodes, although they seem to be more focused on like the sexual nature of the show and like the non-PGness of it. It's billed as a family drama, and yet you have like scenes of teens buying cigarettes, uh, a brothel type of situation, and then you had uh, Reggae Boy, which is that character's artist persona. He just has this really nasty. Nasty scene where he's sitting there drawing erotic art and getting off on it. It's ew. It's it's very gross. You can take that it's ill part out. <laughs> Whoever edits this.
2: <laughs> I mean, but it was so well expressed. I just want to add here that uh, so just said that uh, this the, the source material of this has like soft porn elements and all of that stuff. And I'm I'm personally I have no judgment against it. The only issue that I have is that the show was peddled, not peddled, um, the show was advertised as a (laughs) rom-com Yeah, I guess. family drama. Not even a rom-com, a family <laughs> a, a, a drama. Family drama, right? As in
1: specifically a family drama, which is you know
2: exactly. So it 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 which is what makes it a problem. In the trailers, it it very clearly targets a certain kind of audience, looking for a certain kind of drama. And drama producers they have a very good idea of what elements to push to get their target audience. So while I want my K dramas to Um, explore the boundaries um, like expand their boundaries of um, how to show sexuality how to show different genders about male and female interactions that are broader in scope than what we have had in dramas till now but if you just take certain elements and usually the elements of male sexuality and kind of expand on that which is what like masturbation in itself is not a problem but if you're going to focus on a man getting off and then objectify the young female character that you have in your drama and then I'm not sure that this drama is at all interested in exploring the woman's sexuality she kisses she forces a kiss on a man I have seen that and there were there seem to be no concept of consent there that is not how you show that a woman is quote unquote empowered it just it seems to me that this drama decided hey we're gonna be different and then did the worst things with those differences i yeah i
1: have two notes to add to that the first one being that the uh, criticisms that the uh that the show received was precisely what you're saying which is that viewers complained that it glorified male fantasies and it objectified female sexuality and the other thing again i'm i'm also not offering this as a judgment because you know people have different morals and that's their call cool. but the the way the show the reason that when i when i said it was gross it is that the the show goes out of its way to be gross to like, to make you have that reaction like it was deliberate and intended like you know it it offered a a sense of like a prurience in a really negative way rather than it being a, a genuine and authentic exploration of people. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's you know, that comes across even to, like the Korean, crit- the domestic audience who criticise it have said the same things, but what they didn't uh, connect that with was the racial representation that it came coupled with, yeah. which is what adds a really much worse element to it than just a character being that way. It was a character who in some ways purports to be black or is equated with blackness somehow to create that mental association for you of a certain amount of moral depravity of uh, like just yuck uh, of, of being (laughs) skeevy and being dirty, you know, all like it, that's Mm -hmm. these things, you know, people, this is actually getting into a bigger discussion than perhaps we want it to be right now. Should we like pause this and save it?
2: yeah i think i think we should because we are getting pretty deep into this and this does deserve own yeah.
1: episode. but just one line to finish which is to say uh, that people li- like as viewers we have to understand that the choices that are made in a show literally every single moment and every single choice is a choice it's a deliberate portrayal just like when you write a book every word you actually have to write it it's written by somebody somewhere with a show every one of those moments is a deliberate representation of what they want you to see. It's not an accident. None of it is an accident. It's a carefully orchestrated product. And to deny that, to say, oh, well, people do this in real life, or, you know, oh, are you going to tell me that a girl never likes a man who's much older? That, that's completely irrelevant, because that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the part where there's a deliberate choice to portray such and such a thing in such and such a way. And that's what's the problem. Very well said. I did not mean to go into that. <laughs> I had pent-up rage. <laughs> I was going to do like a
0: two-minute allusion to Backstreet Rookie. Yeah. So more on that later. But thanks for giving us that sort of overview, Saya. And having done that, we should also highlight
1: the really good work that K-pop fandom has been doing uh, for uh, Black Lives Matter and the way they've been taking over hashtags. Yeah. Good job, good job, K-pop
2: I'm fans. I'm rallies that shouldn't have been held to begin with. <laughs> that made me
0: so happy, and I was also kind of um, amused by all these uh, American journalists who were like, "Oh my gosh, like K-pop fans are political." I'm like, really? Like, you really think that fandom is not political, and specifically this fandom that is like full of people who have explicitly decided to be a fan of something that is not in their culture and language anyway that's just that gave me a lot of joy I think
2: one of the things that i love best about reporting on this was um i think it was one of the talk show hosts who were talk- talking about uh, how the fandom of this band called k-pop <laughs> <had> been- <laughs> that was- Oh that's great.
1: <laughs>
0: I think what I love most about this whole thing, well, it I don't love everything about it because parts of it make me mad, but like consistently in the coverage of K-pop in American media at least, and I think probably in Western media in general has been this really kind of ugly dismissal of K-pop because its fans are mostly women or, you know, like queer, or young or like just not not the fans that are, get respected and get space usually. A lot of them are people of color. So like all of a sudden, all of these, like a lot of them are white male reporters who are like, oh my gosh, like these K-pop fans that we've been talking about, like they're trash actually did something pretty amazing. And they've been so shocked. And I'm just like so proud of K-pop fans. Like I know none of us are K-pop fans, but like, yeah, they're great. Good for you. I <laughs> just wanted to give you a shout out. That's true. And it should be pointed
1: out that they've been doing this for a long time. It's not like they suddenly began doing this now. They've yes. been doing this forever. It's it's like they're almost inextricably linked, you know,
2: social justice Absolutely. and
0: being a K pop fan. <laughs> they've done a lot of work in the past for like good causes and around um like suicide awareness and mental health awareness and like it's true that they've been doing this work for a long time and they should be acknowledged for it
2: yay army
1: <laughs> not just not just army <laughs> not just, everyone, everyone the entire not K-pop just army fandom, yes the entire fandom of the band yes. called K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes exactly i've got one i've got one more thing which i think you goes uh well at least boromer will certainly enjoy um which is that Hotel Del Luna has been picked up for a remake uh, in a joint production between US's Skydance Television and Studio Dragon. No! The interesting thing about this is that Studio Dragon is going to be involved in the production on an equal footing with Skydance. So... This is this is pretty exciting. Attached to right is Alison Shapka, who is the co-showrunner and executive producer of the second season of uh, Altered Carbon. Um, And it looks like she's got a pretty strong backlist on uh, working sci-fi shows like Fringe, uh, Alias and other things.
2: That sounds better than I'd (laughs) expected. Yeah, it sounds like it's actually happening. And, you know, soon. Every time I hear about these adaptations, I get a little angry because it's, for one thing, as, um, as somebody pointed out, I think Anisa pointed out, was all all these people have to do to watch this drama is just learn to read what's on the screen because, like, subtitles are available widely for these. But also, it's that when they do adapt. They usually end up casting white characters, white actors for these characters. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're adapting an Asian thing, and they'll have like Asian American actors playing. That rarely happens unless being Asian American is an intrinsic. But actually, no. What am I talking about? Iron Fist. That guy should have should have completely been Asian American. Was he? No, no, he wasn't. No, nope. he was some. Redhead. A mediocre white guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I can't, I don't know the name of, I can barely remember the face of. The the point being that it would be kind of interesting if they adapted uh, a Korean drama in, in, in America and they had Asian American actors play them. That that would that would actually. I mean, I would still not really. I would still not really look forward to it simply because, as Saya's face tells me, she probably thinks too. The context of Hotel del Luna is so intrinsically Korean. Like it's Asian. Mm. The 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 myths in it, the belief system, the the, the self sacrifice that's involved in all of this stuff, the, all of these contemplative themes. I haven't seen them done very well in American. That doesn't seem to be one of the, yeah, predominant. <laughs> Go on, Zaya. But we have had I mean if you when when you put it that
1: way we have yeah. had shows for example like The Good Place which it did break a little bit from the sort of Christian image of the afterlife okay. a little I mean not entirely but uh, no actually quite quite, quite, quite a lot quite a bit
2: quite a bit I, I yeah. really enjoyed which, the which
1: now that I think about it the The Good Place's concept of afterlife is not obviously it's not at all the same as uh, Hotel de Luna but it does have some like like it can mesh they sort of fit with each other Yay.
0: <laughs> it might miss It's very deeply rooted in Western philosophy. The good That's place. true.
1: I guess I'm thinking, I'm thinking in the sense of the way the story is worked, rather than the sp- specific uh, particulars of the systems. Yeah. But the way the show's right. worked, and the way they portrayed it, and the way they told it as a story of people trying to redeem themselves.
2: For that matter, I think your Mystic Pop-Up Bar would probably be a better. Uh... You know drama to compare with uh the good place if you're talking about redemption redemptive arcs and looking at heaven quote unquote in a in a slightly different way not exactly what you were expecting and things are not exactly what you thought <coughs> they were, it's you know there are other dramas you can compare where the format also somewhat matches um but the thing with hotel del luna was that there was so many like, you know, that, that sense that K-dramas can often inspire of these legends of hundreds of years, people suffering, that's like, that's, ancient suffering that's also sincere and funny because they know how to laugh at themselves and it's just this but also
1: that's very eastern
2: that is very eastern that's my point yeah yeah you're
1: right
2: (laughs) yeah so when you try to adapt this to an american drama i worry that that intrinsic sense of of this thing that is awesome and awful because it's the, the suffering is so long and so historied, and then The redemption comes in such a difficult and beautiful way. All of these things might get lost in translation.
0: Yeah. And it's very hard for an American production to pull off that. And I feel like the two uh, directions that this will either go in is that they'll completely make it into like a white story even if it's not necessarily an all-white cast but it'll be even if it's a a slightly more diverse cast but it'll lose that flavor that you're talking about or if they try to capture that flavor they'll just end up like fetishizing Korean culture in a really upsetting way so I don't really know how they can do this
2: the only drama that I can the American drama that I can think of that is somewhat comparable was this drama that was cancelled after a single season I think it was called Forever there was this dude who couldn't die every time he died he got reincarnated and he'd been living through centuries and he's been completely alone and it's it, i that evoked somewhat similar feeling but then it got canceled after one season so i have no faith on faith in americans anymore this is why i hate
1: american tv <laughs> i guess my first reaction to 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 this news is i mean this is how i end up watching a drama everyone knows is gonna be bad. <laughs> you know, Backstreet Rookie. My my first reaction to this um news is is curiosity. It's curiosity to see how they will adapt that story in, you know, a different world and a different context and how adaptable it is. Yeah. Like I'm willing to wait and see, as opposed to
2: passing judgment like forever yeah <laughs> no, no no i mean that's valid
1: i'm, I'm not saying that's not valid that's yeah, completely no, know, you know, know that's a completely valid reaction <laughs> but i i like being uncynical until proven Aww. wrong <laughs> though i don't enjoy being proven wrong i would rather be as in proven wrong in a negative way i'd rather be proven wrong in a kind of hey this was good shock yeah mm. <laughs> I know, that, that's
2: always nice
0: Bless you for your optimism. I, yeah, I'm just jaded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you watch better dramas than I do also.
2: (laughs) She knows when to drop her drama when it's going bad. But as we keep watching, I think that's the root of it.
0: (laughs) 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 We have a few quick headlines that we just wanted to cover. First, we have a reminder that there's a new travel show coming out on Netflix starring Isengi and... Jasper Liu? Jasper Lou. Sorry, I didn't recognize it. I was expecting <laughs> to recognize him, and then I was like, I don't know who this dude is. But it's called Together. T W O. Together. And they're just going to be like traveling around to destinations oh, suggested by that. fans. I
2: saw the tree and it's so cute. Sorry.
0: No, I just was wanting to say that they're going to be traveling around to destinations covered, uh, suggested by fans, and being bromancy and eating food, oh. and it's going to be beautiful. I'm sure we'll enjoy it.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you guys not remember that we talked about this like last year or something and back then they were like oh this is coming out soon and now it's finally coming out which is quite exciting (laughs) no i
2: have no memory of this whatsoever
1: (laughs) vaguely my only exposure to jesper is that i saw him in a uh return of superman sungjae clip and uh, I don't know if our listeners know, but I'm obsessed with Singje. He's like, he's my baby. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So so there was this one uh, little clip um, where he visits, uh, um, what's his name? Koo Jung, who is uh, Singje's dad, who was in the group whose name I can't remember. Um, And at that point, he, he didn't speak much or really any korean so i'm <laughs> interested to see how they're going to handle you know like does uh Isengi
2: speak chinese i think he does I, I But that would be interesting but yeah I, I kind of hope that there is a bit of like a bit of language gap because that just makes yeah. it more fun <laughs> exactly it yeah. really does i actually really like anyway, maybe it. they'll just both
0: be speaking their uh, broken english at each other <laughs>
2: <laughs> that'd be excellent let them do that <laughs>
1: There's something deeply heartwarming about seeing people still being able to connect even when they don't have a common language. Yeah. Um, And especially, like, that's something that... For example, in my daily, uh, in my in my work, it's something I have to do a lot and it's not heartwarming in my context, but I want to see it in, <laughs> I have customers who keep asking for discounts, okay? It's not heartwarming. The one English word they know is discount, which is, by the way, hilariously, I keep like digressing, but do you remember in um, Youth Over Flowers and like Jung Suk and the boys, they all went to, was it Iceland? And the one English word they had was like discount. And I'm like, i know you i know you and this is actually really funny but if you were my customer i'd smack you or at least i'd want to when joe jung-suk turns
0: into your annoying customer
1: i would give him a discount without him asking oh. <laughs> uh, uh, come, come, come to
2: come dangerous. to my shop mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, coming back to this. I, I know Jasper Liu and I, I really like him. Um, the two dramas that I've seen him, tried, Princess and Before We Get Married, he was excellent in both. His characters were slightly different. In Before We Get Married, things were... I mean he was problematic like, too often this week. i'm just gonna use it one more time what can you do if that's the word you need yeah his character was problematic the themes were problematic and i'm not talking about the extramarital stuff i'm talking about his treatment of the heroine and uh, a lot of other things no more going into that my point is the actor was excellent like seriously good stuff so i'm 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 gonna always be looking for his um projects so yeah
1: and he's super adorable
2: oh god yeah (laughs) he's super cute
1: such a cutie talking about cuties though some of them are going off to army and some of them have already quietly gone why didn't anyone tell me young sejong has already gone to army oh
2: from still so <laughs> far oh baby yeah
1: why did nobody tell me he was that old i thought he was like 23 or something
2: well, i actually thought he was 13.
0: i'm just not as interested in young sejong as you are so i didn't notice
2: this is fair Is Wuduhan going off to army? Because there is a rumor that he is. Yeah, he is. It's been confirmed. It's confirmed. He's
1: going off in uh, like the first week of July. Wow. Not a happy
0: birthday to us. No. (laughs) That's sad.
2: (laughs) So for for those who don't know who Buddha is, he is that amazing bodyguard come... Johnson, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, from uh, the King Eternal Monarch, and he he basically stole the show. Everybody loves him, and people are kind of like crying their hearts out now that he's going off to army.
0: I guess it's the best time for him to go. Yeah, I'm happy that he's leaving on such a high note because hopefully that means that when he comes back
2: he'll get a good role. you will get like proper lead roles. Yeah, we have something to look forward to. Yay! Yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, which also uh, Yang Sejong Udo did did um, my country together, and I think Yang Sejong went right after that, or ah. not right after, but after that. So uh, that was that big saga. Uh, last year, was it last yeah, yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, I think it was last
2: year. Yeah. Wow, it's already been last
1: year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm oh I'm in goodness, the middle really? of watching that. <laughs>
2: You're
1: watching my country. Yeah, crazy. Well, I watched two episodes. It's it's one of the many dramas I'm in the middle of
2: yeah but is it like should i give it a try you know what i'm like if it's sad saguk i won't watch it
1: i hear it is gonna end sadly but
2: never mind then you if the journey is it worth out. it i'll
1: do it it's it's got like romance and you know like
2: warrior big uh warrior big style so i'm like okay i'm here for this <laughs> yeah, dude romance that ends with one or both of them dying is just oh. sad stuff <laughs> i'm not watching
0: well, Saya, we'll be here to hold you once you come back crying after finishing it. So
2: <laughs> We'll be here for you.
0: <laughs> but I'm not watching it. <laughs> so, speaking of things that we are planning to watch, let's go into upcoming dramas for July. The first one, which is on July 1st, it's called Into the Ring. The Korean title is Julsaphyo, and it usually and originally was Tupyo which means vote. And it stars, it's a romantic comedy. It's going to be 32 episodes, Wednesday, Thursday on KBS. And it stars Nana and Park sang So I'm going to just read the summary, but it's a bit long. So please be patient with me. So Gong is an <laughs> efficient and hard-nosed elite civil servant who can multitask with ease and is dubbed the number one handsome man. That's in quotations in the district people's committee. However, he is a cold, rigid, and independent person who is deemed prickly and unapproachable at the best of times. Oh Lord. Gong Myung is guided <laughs> by his moral convictions, which he staunchly adheres to, opting to do everything by the book. His lack of flexibility and his penchant for criticizing all those who enter his domain not only serve to earn him the nickname Great Lucifer, but more enemies than friends. Two guesses if the um that the heroine is like completely opposite and Shock she's like a squishy wall, marshmallow. Man. Yeah. Okay, let's see. It might surprise us. Gusera is a lower-class woman with little education or money, but can still talk a good game and punch well above her own weight. Known oh, as the queen of civil complaints, candy. she's a force to be reckoned with. She's held many positions in the past, none of which have materialized into a stable source of income. Yep. Well, Small that. wonder the <laughs> opening on the District People's Council with an annual salary 50 million won for a mere 90 workdays could be just the ticket she needs to better her circumstances. So they basically join forces to penalize corrupt politicians, the newly demoted Seogun Young, and the newbie council member Gusera. I just want to let listeners know that we're having a new experience here this month. We're like, I put these together, but I haven't even read the summaries, so we're all discovering what the <laughs> dramas are about as we read. So um, it'll be a little bit of a bumpy ride, but I think we'll enjoy ourselves.
2: Guys, it's a director of Radio Romance.
0: Yeah. Uh, and there's no screenwriter that I can find listed so far, so I don't know.
2: This is not encouraging
1: it doesn't sound like my kind of drama
2: yeah not mine either I mean it could be like a workplace thing like um what was that other one that game one that we watched oh level up yeah yeah, yeah. what what, what was Hun. his name Sung Hoon Sung Hoon sorry because I read this name and I was like is this is this that Sung Hoon and like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly <laughs> I saw that and I was like oh yeah this is probably gonna be a b-grade drama <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it kind of sounds workplacey with the whole council seat thing. I don't
1: know. He doesn't... someone doesn't seem like he's got that kind of depth. Is that a mean way of putting it? I'm sorry.
2: So this is not that someone style. This is not this him. Is oh, it's not? This is the psychopath daddy Fox Sanghun.
1: Uh, okay.
2: That changes things. He's, he's a more interesting actor, so... Oh,
0: okay, no, I've just remembered who he
2: is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm also seeing this listed in some places as memorials, but even elsewhere, I can find the name of the writer, but not any information.
2: Okay, so not, maybe a newbie writer. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes that also means that um, the writer doesn't have a whole lot of power in how the story is shown. And if the, the power is more in the PD's hand, and the PD's last, the directorial project that we know of is Radio Romance, which was trash. That doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, onto ones we are looking forward to. Yes. By we, I mean of course me. <laughs> 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 On ju- July the sixth, you've got a Good Detective airing. That's Mobam Hyunse. Didn't we already talk yep. about this? We did. I think it just got pushed. Okay. This is a Monday-Tuesday drama that is airing on JTBC and simultaneously on Netflix, I think. 16 episodes. It's a mystery, and it stars Son Hyun Joo, Jang Seung joon and Lee Elijah. And the drama is about a race between people who want to get closer to the truth and those who want to cover it up. Son Hyun Joo plays a character called Kang Do Chang, who's worked as a detective for the past 18 years. And he was born and raised in Incheon. This is all, like, random details. Do we need this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he investigates cases using his experience and personal connections, uh, and he's more about like instinct rather than science, or indeed reasoning. Don't know why. <laughs> um, reasoning seems like a useful uh, skill detective for a detective, skills, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Jang Sung plays a character called Oh Ji-hyuk, who is an elite detective with um, nine years of experience, so half the experience of Sun hyun And he is a very evidence-based um, detective like he's the opposite of, of Son yeun basically and due to trauma from his childhood he doesn't share his feelings and he's wealthy thanks to his late uncle who left him with a large inheritance that's actually quite an interesting uh, character set up. Yeah. and e. Elijah plays a newspaper reporter who's a five year veteran and passionate about her work
2: Okay, these people are really obsessed about who's worked how long. <laughs> well, I guess it's setting up a,
1: a hierarchy of seniority and with Son Hyunju he's Experience. Like, exactly. So his experience counts as method, more or less. I mean, it works, right? So who's gonna who's gonna complain? And this this comes from uh the director of The Chaser, which also starred Son Hyunju, but I found that drama so boring I couldn't finish it. I don't know how a hostage-slash-kidnap drama with a tense time element managed to be boring, but it was so dull. And <laughs> that was before I discovered speed watching. <laughs> Nevertheless, that was from quite a while ago, so I'm going to give this one a shot. At least I sort of plan to.
2: Yeah. I ever emerges from the piles of currently watching dramas. <laughs>
1: yeah i exactly. feel like at this point i need to stop saying i'm gonna watch something because i've been saying that for the last
2: 10 months and i haven't started anything except three dramas and and in the meanwhile the dramas that saya doesn't say anything about like she never says i'll watch them she goes and like marathon watches and finishes them and you're like when did that happen yeah <laughs> Every month she surprises us.
1: I'm like not even asking you guys if you guys are going to watch it because, you know, I know Anissa's not that interested. And is only going to watch it if I tell her it's amazing eventually.
0: (laughs) That
2: is the method.
0: I think I might have watched this at another time because I love Jang Sung Jo so much. After Familiar Wife, he was so like, he just, I don't know, he has an amazing charisma. But like, I'm just not in the mood for cop shows right now, so... I'm probably going to pass. Unless you tell me it's really good or I hear it's really good. You've still got Watcher to watch. <laughs> yeah, I do. Exactly. But obviously it's not homework.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The next one also airs on July 6th. It's called Men Are Men. Okay, this does not fill me with confidence either. Uh, it's a romantic comedy that is going to air on KBS 2. And it's got 32 episodes. It's a Monday, Tuesday show. And we're gonna have Huang uh, jung again on our screens, which is great because I'm really liking her in Mystic, along with Yoon Hyun-min and Seo Ji-hoon. I know both of these actors. Why aren't their faces popping up in my head?
0: <laughs> Yun Hyun-min did the, um, the one where he was the robot and the, also the developer. What was that called? My uh, Love the know, Robot no, no, or
2: something? No, no, is it Hollow? Uh, my Hollow love? love. Yeah, it was a
0: hologram. That's right, My
1: Hollow really? Love. He did. That was his last project. He was also the uh, other detective in Tunnel. And Spinach Guy in Witches Romance.
2: Spinach Guy, yeah, guy, <laughs> that's how I know him. she knows who he no, is. <laughs> I thought you'd name him from
0: Tunnel.
2: Honestly, God, Spinach God. Guy is
0: still my favorite role of him. And I've seen him in so much stuff after that. And Soji
2: Hoon, where, where have I heard that name? He
1: was, the, he was in Solomon's Perjury and a bunch of other things after. He was a, a guitar guy in School 2017. Oh. He's done a few things recently that I haven't watched, but um, yeah, I know him. I like him. He's really, he's cute and big
2: and a baby. So here's the synopsis. This romantic comedy is about a woman who chooses to remain single after getting hurt from past relationships and a man who wants to change his relationship with this woman through love. The story will combine the themes of a past life with realistic topics such as marriage and remaining single. (laughs) Okay. What? So we're getting
0: Hong Jung-hum in another drama about past lives except this time it's a rom-com.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't really love Hong Jung-hum in uh, just plain romantic comedies. Somehow they don't seem to. I think she just does better with like some magic realism or some kind oh, of like, or or mellow or mellow is. Oh, she's amazing in mellows. So, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not um however, I like the past.
1: I think in rom-coms she tends to sort of go over the top a bit which is air-headed. yeah i mean you know you've got those shows like uh was it um what are they she
2: was pretty?
1: the she won drama yeah yeah that one and the uh, lucky the lucky one
2: lucky romance
0: lucky oh lucky romance Lucky Romance. that that's was the so one. bad
2: oh so bad great <laughs> mm.
0: I also watched the one where the, uh, I can't remember the title, but it was like Nam and Jungum in Korean. The one where she did the rom-com with yin and it was like so disappointing oh. because it was so oh, blah and boring and yeah, like nothing. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the
2: drummer That right was now. last year. That was just last year. Yeah, what was that?
1: Oh, The Undateables, which had a different name as well. It was a terrible title. Yeah, it was,
0: it was just, yeah. it was a bad drama. It yeah. was oh, so- Oh, Handsome Guy, Handsome Guy in Jongum.
2: Oh, yes. oh my god, so so bad. <laughs> I just said
0: Hunnam and Jungam, which is <laughs> just the Korean
2: version of that. <laughs> but the thing is that I think the problem that I have with her in dramatic comedies is that she's often a character who debases herself a lot. In that she she's constantly embarrassing herself. She's poverty-stricken, she's humiliated. And I mean, the way I see her as an actor, she's a really... I don't know, she's... Has a lot of personality. She's like bursting with personality. I don't really see her as someone who does pathetic well. So it just Mm. turns out campy. If I'm supposed to feel sorry for her, like the only time she actually genuinely made me feel sorry for her was in Secret, because man, that was a horrible situation to be in. But also, kill me, heal me. Yeah, but I don't feel sorry for her. She was, she was pretty she she was up to the mark she knew what she was doing i liked her there so yeah i'm a bit uh nervous about this because this is just a romantic comedy it doesn't have any uh magic realism elements or anything else please 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 don't let her be a poor pathetic character and uh that's all please that's that's all please just let her be a grown-ass woman with agency is that too much to ask for
0: i will co-sign that so the next one is "Was It Love," and it's airing July eighth on JTBC and also on Netflix. The Korean title is "Uri Sarang Sukka, which just means like "Did We Actually Love." It's a comedy romance drama. It's going to be sixteen episodes, Tuesday and Thursday, and it stars Song Ji Hyo, Son Ho Jun, Song jong Ho, and guja Sung, and like those are like the four co leads. And so actually. This synopsis I have is very long, but I also have like a short Korean synopsis, which I'm going to translate for you in a second, because it's kind of funny to me, but I'll just like basically give you the setup. All right. Um. So it stars Song Ji-ho. She has an ex-boyfriend who is a charming bad boy. Oh, and she's a single mom, a movie producer. She's very independent. She's been alone for 14 years. She's also like given up on romance and then suddenly like there's men all around her and she has to decide what to do. And so one of them is her ex-boyfriend, who's a bad boy, charming bad boy a novelist and then there's an a-list actor who is pitiful even though he's great on paper so he's like t- on paper but then there's something else hiding underneath then there's um cheerful and, and confident younger man education teacher so the ex-boyfriend is Jun. the actor is Song Ho, i think and the young physical therapist physical education teacher is kuchasang um and then there's oh okay there's another a-list actress who is also in the mix <laughs> We don't know what she's doing there. But I wanted to, I just I just found this funny, so I wanted to share it. It's from the Korean Wikipedia. The, it has a one-line synopsis, and it basically just says that she's like a single mom who's been alone for 14 years, and then she a, encounters a bad but attractive gnome, which is like, gnome is so hard to translate, but it's basically a dude, but it's not like in a positive way. It's, it's like not like a in a classy way. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it can often be translated to like a jerk or a cat but it doesn't always mean that yeah (laughs) maybe a cat yeah but there's a bad but attractive dude a pathetic but successful dude a scary but sexy dude (laughs) and she has to decide what to do (laughs) i just love that summary so much so i just needed to share that with y'all
1: well you can see they're going strung in on having clear concepts right
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's very stylized, but I feel like because they know so well who these types are, they might actually be able to do a good job. And the other thing that I wanted to share is there's not much information about the screenwriters that I could find, but this director did both Playful Kiss and Goong. So I, although I have my issues with Playful Kiss, I do feel like this director has a really great and colorful visual style, Mm. so... Although the cast is not super interesting to me, I feel like this could be good depending on how they execute it. Quite like Son Ho Jun, though. Yes, he's good. He he's an actor with layers. He
1: doesn't just sort of come in in a uh, what do you call it when they have one layer? One note. Right. He's not a one-dimensional. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Because like he's also um, go back spouses, which was. Quite a like emotionally deep drama, so he's got the capacity to have a like really good emotional range. Uh, I'm not really into Song Hyo though as an actress. I find her quite uninteresting, and she tends to do quite typical roles as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, and to clarify, I accidentally skipped one guy, so I made I made a mistake. There's not three dudes. There's four. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: I was kind of wondering why it was like a four against one romance, but there's like three guys.
0: Yeah, I made a mistake. Sorry. You can't keep track of all it's the boys. It's basically a reverse harem drama. If that's your thing, you'll enjoy it. I don't know. I might have evolved beyond the age for that, but then it also really, really depends on the, the execution.
2: Are you gonna watch this, P? Me? Uh, uh, again. I don't know. I have to check out the trade-off first, honestly. <laughs> Probably not. That's so much I have to finish watching. This is not unless something really, you know, sparks joy in me, I'm I'm not I'm not putting it on my list. I sometimes
1: feel bad for our listeners.
2: Yeah, we are like so unenthusiastic. <laughs> i think we've also had enough experiences where like it sounds
0: so great in the upcoming and the synopsis and the trailers and then it's like so bad and then there are other dramas where like oh this is gonna be terrible and then it ends up being really good yeah. that we've just given up
2: on trying to predict what's gonna happen exactly we- we'll just wait till the first episode drops and then we are all like startled at how good this is and then we'll be scrambling to start watching it yeah i actually enjoy that experience so let's just let's just keep to that
1: there's, there's also yeah. the, you know, like um, every so often in the cycle, there'll be one very heavy cycle where there's like 10 premieres in a month and you're just like, you
2: have had 14 you give up months. and you don't try
1: any of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you, I, I guess maybe we've reached that point where, or I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I do know about you guys, but I'll let you speak for yourselves <laughs> as opposed to trying to speak for you. <laughs> I've reached that point where I have... Like, there are so many dramas I have planned to watch, but there are so many dramas I'm in the middle of and I haven't sort of managed to finish watching, though I enjoy them. So at this point, I, f- I feel like I'm being disingenuous if I commit to watching something. Even, I might be interested in it, but I'm probably being dishonest if I say, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Apart from one of the things that is coming up this month, which,
2: the good which director, I most certainly right?
1: will be. Yeah. No, you, yeah. you, you, you'll know when you get to it.
2: Ah, okay. I was about
1: to fight Anissa for doing this, but I'll I'll let her do it and then jump in.
2: All right. But next one's yours, sir.
1: It is, indeed. So the next thing is Graceful Friends, which is also known as Elegant Friends. I don't want to chance pronouncing this wrong, so perhaps, Anissa, you can do this one in the Korean title. (laughs)
0: literally literally just means elegant friends okay cool and this one
1: premieres on July the 10th it's a Friday-Saturday semi-weekend drama 16 episodes on JTBC and Netflix so it's another hey they have a deal don't they JTBC and Netflix I think so yeah right which is why we're seeing one of these concurrent JTBC and Netflix dramas so this is also uh, a mystery like the other one starring Eugene Sang, Song Yuna, Bae Su-bin, Han da Kim Sung-ho. These are names I haven't heard for a long time. And Kim Hyun, um This is quite a big cast. Yeah, like
0: Just to note that these are, like, all listed as main cast, and there's, like, four other veteran actors in the main cast, but I was just, like, got tired of writing their names, and we don't really (laughs) recognize them that much anyway, so I just just wanted to, like, express the Sky Castle-esque casting of this, which, if you look at the posters, too, it's very Sky Castle-y looking.
2: So it's basically an ensemble cast drama.
1: Yeah, it sounds skycastly as well. So the story uh, takes place in the wake of a murder case against the backdrop of a town largely inhabited by couples in their 40s, which explains the cast and the why you haven't heard mm-hmm. these names for a while because they, they've they kind of graduated from your standard male leads or second leads yeah. into the older actorhood. But yeah, sorry, go
2: on, P. I'm just saying that if it's a town largely inhabited by couples in their 40s, then it seems to be one of those, at, at, at least the. Uh, main assumption for me would be like this is one of those middle class upper middle class you know like those really wealthy neighborhoods where you have like people settling in once they can buy big properties and houses there
1: and you can also imagine that this would this how like a potentially shady setup that is too because you know people in their 40s are sketchy right <laughs> no th- which is not an ageist mm-hmm. comment <laughs> but you know what i mean right yeah. they have like a, an ex, an evolved capacity for complexity that you don't necessarily get with like younger characters
2: they've had longer to plot <laughs> yeah they've <laughs> yeah. lived the life and refine Let's put it that way
1: refine revenge theories and whatnot. I'm not sure about the director though so there's not a a lot of information about the the screenwriters but I'm looking at the director's past works and they are quite sort of you know good and bad and the last thing he did was Beauty Inside, and before that was Melaholic and Revolutionary Love, which was awful, Introverted Boss, which was terrible. But then you've got, like, Oh Heung again, um, also known as Another Miss Oh, which was very good. Mm. Yeah. And then Super Daddy Yol, which was, like, the worst drama ever. I hated it so much. But Marriage Not Dating also. So it, it's it's a very mixed bag. I guess we don't, we're not gonna really know. Yeah. It's a really strange mix of
0: extremes.
1: But now that you've made that Sky Coast, uh, the Sky Castle comparison, I, I'm like, viewing it somewhat differently. That could, this could actually be really interesting. I might check this out one day in
0: 2024. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Come back in four years.
1: <laughs> but the next one I'm definitely checking out like right away. Next one's mine. T-K-O-A-P.
2: Okay, so the next one is Train. And the Korean name also seems to be Train, if I'm reading this correctly. <laughs> And yep. it's dropping on July 11th, uh, Saturday, Sunday. It has 12 episodes, which is as expected of the great OCN, which does formats correctly. Not always great. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, with thrillers... But always 12
1: episodes. <laughs> yeah, 12. Having watched more OCN dramas, not always great. Yeah,
2: fair, fair enough, fair <laughs> um, But hey, like, the few great ones, they drop. I think it makes up for the others. Okay, so it's a thriller, and you have the stars, um, Yoon Shi Yun. Kyung Jin, right. And uh, Shin Seol. I don't know who those last two are. <laughs> Kyung
0: Soo Jin played one of the, um, she played half of one of the main couples in Plus Nine Boys, which I think is the last thing I've seen her in. She was also in Weightlifting Wait Fairy. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes, she was the, the anorexic... Um, the ballerina. Yeah. The ballerina who was Another, struggling. ballerina.
2: Gymnast. She was a gymnast.
0: She was a gymnast, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then Shin Soyo, the most iconic role for me with her is Jung best friend in Answer Me 1997.
2: Oh, oh, that's that Shin Soyo. Yeah, I know her. I love her. Wow.
0: She's awesome. Yeah. She doesn't get a lot of. I don't think she gets lead roles, but I really like her a lot. She generally tends to do supporting characters, right? Yeah. I Think she's mm-hmm. yeah.
2: the second lead here, but again, I mean, it might not be that kind of. A, a drama yeah. at all,
1: so <laughs> since it's a thriller, this is a straight up thriller. Okay, let's so get excited into for the this.
2: story. Okay, a hard hitting detective who fearlessly dives into his work. So, the one is relentless when it comes to bringing criminals to justice, willing to take on any case, no matter how hard. The one has made a name for himself as a man who gets the job done. But when the woman he loves becomes the latest victim of a serial killer, his world completely changes. Literally. We are fridging another girl! Okay, okay, sorry. Comments later. Moving on. (laughs) Mysteriously able to move between parallel universes. Oh cool! I like parallel universes. Though one now lives in both worlds as a man who must pay for the sins of his father in one and as a man forced to live a precarious life because of those sins in the other. Oh, so his father used to move between times too? As if the duality so. of his life wasn't hard enough to deal with, he soon learns that his deceased love may be gone in one world, but she's very much alive in the other. Ooh, Vowing to track down her killer in one universe while simultaneously trying to protect her in the other, one is quick to acknowledge this is not something he can do alone. Okay, I'm, I'm cracking myself up this isn't a comedy no it's not even a rom-com is this it? is like straight up thriller this is this is thriller with like such <laughs> makjang elements i just got okay seeking the help of his colleagues in both universes the one asks han seo kyung han seo han kyung an honest yet reserved prosecutor with a big heart in one world and a cold and emotionless detective in the other Help him out. I think they're doing a better job of like the king's concept than the king did. Okay. um, Together with Yi Jungmin, a tenacious member of the scientific investigation unit, the scientific investigation, they'll do whatever it takes to track down the killer in one world and protect his love in the other. But will their efforts in either universe really be enough? Your reading of this has made this
1: sound like it's a wacky and terrible drama, yet the posters and the promo and everything make it look really no, like I am crazy. here for this drama. Yeah, me
0: do. This so actually sounds it. pretty good. Yeah. But it also reminds me of that rain drama that came I'm, out last exactly. Year. I was about to say, it sounds a lot like Welcome to Life. With the two in the
1: title Welcome to Life. That's right. But, but darker. Darker, darker, darker. I like it. I'm excited.
2: I think I need to watch the trailer to think that, uh, to to figure out the darkness of this but as far as I'm concerned the concepts are great and I am watching this 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 is great this is lovely this is exactly the kind of stuff I like watching
1: I I just realized your comparison to the king was because of parallel worlds. I was like so on the Welcome to Life track that I forgot that king the king was a uh, parallel Dude, worlds
2: drummer. <laughs> I mean, just imagine this. I mean, it's it's a similar concept insofar as you have characters dead in one world and alive in the other, and he's moving between both worlds. Come
1: you on. should watch Welcome to Life. I think you'd like it. It was a good. It was a solid show. I really enjoyed it.
2: Then why did both of you act like it was awful?
0: Who's <laughs> both? I don't think Anissa watched it. Only I watched it.
2: Didn't Anissa say this reminds me of the rain drama?
0: No, I just said this sounds good. It just really reminds me of that rain drama with the two in the title. That's all I said.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> no, I'm sorry. For some reason, as soon as you said that, I like some part of my like subconscious filled in. Like it was awful. It reminded me of that. You were just drama. thinking of Full House. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> which was it's our awful rain drama in recent memory yeah <laughs> no, but no welcome to life was it was genuinely good drama it was a bit more introspective um like it had that parallel worlds uh crime thriller element but that it was more because he was a prosecutor in one world and a lawyer and uh, a cutthroat unethical lawyer in oh. The other.
2: Yeah, this, this, it It was, it
1: was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people sort of had a negative reaction to it because they didn't like the pace of it. I think. Um, they expected it to be more full on. Uh, what do you call it? Uh. A, a more full-on thriller and less to the introspective also that i think i just very recently read uh someone criticizing something that happened early on in the drama when he went when he found himself in the parallel world but there's you know no need to go into that right now if you watch it we can talk about it
2: i i just noticed the next drama
1: exactly yeah, You yeah, understand. Yeah. why i'm telling you you don't know me
2: I need some help.
1: Why, me this Saya. Why, why, am I, why am I whacking my desk while I'm talking with sounds that you can't take out?
0: <laughs> okay. But yeah, go on. All right. Now, here's the drama that um, Saya has been waiting for this whole time. It's called Flower of Evil, and it is airing on July 22nd, Wednesday and Thursday, 16 episodes on TVN, and it stars. Ijunki and Moon Taewon. and we did talk about these two together in like a previous I don't know I think maybe when we heard about we the talked about the casting I talked about the casting because I got overexcited about it and I still had like trauma from criminal minds that's right so I'm just gonna give you the synopsis and then we can squee and or discuss to our heart's content so, on the outside, Baek Hee-sung looks like the ideal husband. A hard-working craftsman, his metalworking studio has met with its fair share of success. Able to provide a good life for his wife and daughter, he's an exemplary example of what a husband should be. But his accolades don't <laughs> stop there. As comfortable working around the house as he's working in his studio, Hee-sung could easily fill the roles of father and husband, as he can business owner and craftsman. But this perfect exterior hides some very dark secrets. Secrets he would rather his detective wife, Cha won never learns and those two roles are played by Lee and Moon Chae-won unfortunately secrets have a way of coming out and as a hard-hitting homicide detective it's cha wons job to uncover as many secrets as she can in her never-ending quest for the truth with an insatiable curiosity and an unwavering determination to solve even the hardest cases, Jiwon lives for her work. Thriving on the excitement of unraveling mysteries and the high that comes from bringing criminals to justice, Jiwan is always searching for the next clue. But when she takes on a particularly cruel case, she starts down a dark path that could crumble the very foundations of her happy life. Determined to bring this evil psychopath to justice, she dives ever deeper into this case, only to find that the criminal she's been chasing may have been standing next to her all along
2: so her husband's a serial killer i guess the
0: conflict is he might be one but she doesn't know but now she has to suspect him
2: but you know how much more interesting would it be if he is a psychopath but not necessarily a killer and that he's i don't know
0: like i remember you
2: no i mean yeah somewhat because there are levels to it's not like a psychopath is an absolute thing you can have a lack of empathy and teach yourself how to be empathetic, how to, you know, God,
1: how to behave for,
2: behave, and how how to process your own emotions so that you know what you're feeling towards somebody and how to act on those feelings. You can teach yourself these things. I don't expect dramas to delve into anything that complex, but how wonderful would it be if it does?
0: I mean, I feel like I remember you did a good job with that.
2: Yeah, it kind of did. It's true, it's, it did. did. Um, it, much better job than most dramas would it's, I keep thinking of *He psychometric as like my great disappointment. So yeah, I probably shouldn't.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean, I'm not sure that they're particularly comparable dramas. Genre-wise,
1: they seem a little different. But actually, I get w- why you're making that connection. Though I don't find it myself a natural comparison. But I'm like, curious if Ijinki is genuinely the serial killer. Because that would be a departure for him in terms of... He hasn't played a villain before that I can recall. And it would be really interesting
2: if he were. But think of uh, Scarlet Moon. Scarlet Heart. Scarlet Heart. Moon Lovers. Something Moon. (laughs) Moon Lovers. (laughs) You know, evil Ejunti. He's not build... Uh, Actually, you're right. He kills, he beheads his horse in the very first episode. Mm. That's evil.
1: <gasps> oh, oh! Why do I not remember that? I didn't watch that. That's terrible. Yeah, that is pretty evil. Oh, oh! Animal killing oh. is like
2: textbook psychopath signaling. Yeah, no, no character ever comes back from that for me. But you watched the whole drama. I watched the whole drama.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> (laughs) I also feel like uh, we were talking about like how we choose dramas and how like whether we're optimistic about dramas. I think my habit of waiting until like four or six episodes are out and watching people's reactions also saves me from a lot of bad dramas. But it's partly just I've been burned by too many in the past. So I just I just like wait for other people to try it on my behalf. (laughs) And then if enough people say they don't like it, I just don't. But I mean, I'm sure I missed some really good shows because of that, too. So it's a mixed I like the pairing.
1: I shoehorned it into the last episode we talked about it because I just had to get it off my chest. But um, like in Criminal Minds, which was done really poorly, it was a procedural without having, you know, like the point of procedurals is that you have like a core team that develops together and... You know, the, the the relationships between them develop over the course of, you know, the case of the week and stuff. Yeah. And the problem with Criminal Minds is that it, it didn't have that. It was very case-focused. And to the... I mean, it, the show had a lot of problems, and I've written many, many words on it, if anyone ever wants to see them. The recaps are on Drama Beans, and I it was the one... Uh, Recapping experience that I resented every minute of because I hated the show so much. But what what ha- what they had is like the the few moments that you got to actually experience the two of them working closely together. It was. It was good, so I think the chemistry will be good. It's just up to the story and the directing now. And the thing, again, with like, Muncheon is that she can be quite uninteresting without a good director. What do, What do we know about the director of this?
0: What we know is that I got tired by the end of writing these Hold and on. I forgot I'm just to looking, put in, like, I'm notes and uh, genre oh, and oh, things oh, like that. Oh, 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 so, okay, but the director is super
1: promising because this is the director of Mother, of Chicago typewriter, of Confession, on the way to the airport, so I'm hoping this will work
2: out. I really like Chicago typewriter.
1: I hope it's a worthy drama, man, because this
2: director is excellent. I think it Mm. would be partly because the director seems to be great. And also just something tells me that Lee could really shine in a role like this where he's like trying to keep a secret. We don't know what the secret is. Is he a psychopath? Is he not? What are the clues? I mean, I think this could actually be pretty good.
1: He's really good at doing that sort of moral ambiguity, which he hasn't had as much chance to show that side of his character. I think we, we like to see him as a hero. But for example, if you think of him in two weeks... And in in Moon Lovers, uh, yeah. he he ha- definitely has a darkness that he can tap, and but at the same mm-hmm. time, like in this show, I, this was the one show that I properly looked up before we started. So I watched this <laughs> ten minute interview that he did with Moon um, And in this show, their parents, like the two of them, have a child, okay. and he's a, they're a married couple, and which just adds another layer to like the relationship, which is. You get, and the last time we saw him as a father was in two weeks, but that was not as a sort of father on a day-to-day, yeah. yeah, not on a day-to-day realities of fatherhood kind of basis. Mm. So this is, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I'm. This is, this is one I'm, I can say without any kind of disingenuity. I'm definitely yeah I, um, planning to watch. I have
2: of this because Instagram browsing is like something I just do <laughs> on a daily basis now, and pops up. I followed PVN. PBN. Um, And it's got a very quietly creepy vibe. It's a bit disturbing, but nothing much happens. It's just Munchewan and Ijunki's them kind of just speaking a bit, I think reciting a poem or something i'm not the layers sure. of subtext right yeah hmm. it's, it's a it's a bit disturbing a bit creepy and like i kind of which is why i i sort of in the back of my mind i remembered flower of evil so yeah i'm kind of yeah i, I think this and the and train i think i, I i'm i'm probably gonna watch these two I love
0: that the woman is the detective, and she, her role is kind of driving the story. Like, he's sitting in place, doing whatever he's doing, whether it's dark or perfect or whatever, living his life. And she's the one whose actions sort of propel the narrative and i find that very refreshing yeah because usually there's like this dude who's a detective and even if there's like women on the investigation team like there are in train for example or like i mean we've seen so many of these dramas there's always like a woman who does something on the team Mm -hmm. but this time she's basically like pushing and leading and driving this whole investigation that's really interesting to me
1: also, um, I just suddenly remembered um, Darky Jingi is Scholar Who Walks the Night, which is a drama I generally like to forget, but that was where he played a vampire. Yeah. Don't watch that drama, anybody. Total waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good drama. It was like, it was go, it, w- it wanted to be more serious than it was, and it was kind of campy. But also it was completely like, Why are we watching this drama? Why does this drama exist? There's no point in this. Yet Eugengi and Saguk is like, I will always watch it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. So at least one of us will have something to say about this drama once we come back in the yak following it.
1: True. It doesn't Forest of Secrets come out this
0: month. No, August. Believe me, I would never have forgotten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <in the upcoming. laughs> never, never. I'm so excited. There's actually a ton of stuff I'm really excited for in August. So, you can Yay, wait for that. me too. All right. So, that's the upcoming dramas for July and the news. Little of it that we decided to talk about this month. Hopefully you're enjoying your summer if it's summer where you are and let us know what you think of the upcoming dramas.
2: And K-pop fans, we love you. Happy July. Happy July, guys. Remember to email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at dramasoverflow. You can find me on Twitter at festerfaster. You can find Anissa at... You can find me at
0: Anissa Khalifa underscore... And you can find me at notnowthaya. And you can find us on Instagram at Flowers underscore podcasts.
2: Follow us on the socials because sometimes we ask questions and we really need you to answer them. Good night, yes. guys. Thank you for listening so much. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.